Recently, I tortured myself by listening to the book It Goes By So Fast by NPR host and journalist Mary Louise Kelly. She talks about the struggle to be a mother and also to pursue her children. As you can see, it's baby shoes and then gross soccer cleats. So she talks about how she, she loves the newsroom that she feels at home there, that she's excited, that she feels joyful. She loves interviewing people. She loves getting a call to say, hey, we need you to go to a war zone and interview people. And she gets on planes and goes. So often she was gone for days, sometimes weeks. And she loved that. But she also loved her boys. And so during uh, their early years, every once in a while, she would take a leave of absence so she could be present with her boys. But a majority of their growing up, she was a working mom. Until she figured out she could count on her hands how many soccer games were left for her oldest son. And so she decided to take a break again. And she ended up uh, writing this book. It's this beautiful story and also painful. I sobbed through many parts of it. But I was thankful for the way that she was able to articulate the, the pull and challenge of wanting to be the best mom but also knowing that she was called to do something else. I feel that same way. I love my children. I want to be the best mom in the world, but I also feel called to this work. And so I have worries and fears of missing events and games and things. But really, why do children have to grow so fast? Like really, it's just not fair. We blink and our babies are somehow able to talk and then they lose their teeth they can read chapter books, they can hit a grand slam, they can use the potty all by themselves, they can make themselves breakfast. So while there are so many wonderful things about our children growing up, that change is hard. Everything changes rapidly with our children. As soon as we learn a new routine with them, they grow and change and that no longer works. They no longer like to eat that one thing that you just went to Costco and bought a whole bunch of. They no longer like that character from a movie and they no longer like that activity that you just spent a lot of money on. The only thing we can count on is change. And so with that, let's read today's reading which comes from Psalm 118. It is a pretty long one, folks, so hunker down and we'll get through it. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. With the Lord on my side, I do not fear. What can mortals do to me? The Lord is on my side to help me. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in mortals. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. 
All nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me, surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. They blazed like a fire of thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. There are glad songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord is valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not give me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the feastal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. I give thanks, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So that was very long, I warned you, and you probably don't remember half of the lines, which is okay. But I don't know about you, but when I read the Psalms, not just this one, but just in general, they sometimes come off like a toddler's mood. So you'll be reading, let me explain. So you'll be reading it and you think, okay, this is one that's about Thanksgiving and joy. And they're like, wait, no, there's been a turn. Now we're angry. Now we're angry. Oh wait, no, now we're happy now. Oh wait, now there's lamenting. I'm very confused. What does this Psalm mean? But there's something about them that is comforting. Psalm 118 is the last psalm in this collection called the Hillel. Psalm 113 through 118 are in this collection and are recited verbatim at different Jewish holidays. Psalm 136 is referred to as the great Hillel as the repetition is, his steadfast love endures forever, over and over again. I would encourage you to read 113 through 118 and 136 sometime this week. In this collection of these psalms, a reoccurring theme or message is that God is steadfast. This grouping of psalms takes us on this journey. When we go back to Psalm 113, the title is God the Helper, uh, God the Helper of the Needy. And it's a praise um, to, to, Lord, to the Lord and how God sees each and every one of us the lowly, the poor, and lifts them up. Psalm 114 is, is titled God's Wonders at the Exodus and re recounts the Exodus and how the presence of God was with them. Psalm 115 is titled The Impotence of Idols and the Greatness of God and how God was Israel's help and shield through so much. Psalm 116 is titled Thanksgiving for Recovery from Illness and how God delivers and how gracious and merciful God is. Psalm 117 is the shortest of all the psalms in the entire book and is entitled Universal Call to Worship and focuses on the steadfast love 
of God toward us and the faithfulness that endures forever. And what we read today, Psalm 118, is titled A Song of Victory, a great collection of psalms to remind us of who God is. Most of us know that many psalms were songs, a cantor, if you will, when song leaders would lead people in these songs of thanksgiving and praise, and others were so full of anguish and lamenting, some were angry and sad. But I think they capture the human spirit. Because as tangential as they can be, I feel that in my bones they express what it is to be human. Where some days I'm so completely put together and, and hopeful and joyful, and then something comes crashing in, and I find myself overwhelmed and unsteady. These psalms capture our emotions. Things can change in an instant. Psalm 118 ends this collection as a reminder of how God has been with us this whole time. How God has proven his great love for us, that the steady love that endures through it all, that God has rescued us from danger. God has kept God's promises. God is mighty and strong and merciful and gracious and righteous. But maybe those words feel empty to you today because you are in the thick of something right now. When I go back through these psalms, I see great evidence of people suffering and worried and scared and sick. Listen to verses 10 through 14 again. All nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me, surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. They blazed like a fire of thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. I was pushed hard so that I was failing or falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my might. He's become my salvation. We've all been there where we have felt like from every angle we were being pushed and tried and hurt. And let me remind you that isn't because God is doing that to you. God doesn't cause bad things to happen to us. Often the things that are going around us are because of circumstances, other people's choices, and yes, sometimes some of our suffering is because of our own doing. But when I read these, I am reminded that life is hard. Things happen. We endure massive challenges and deep, deep heartbreak. And we will feel gut-punched and confusion and anger and sadness and grief and joy and thankfulness. This is what it is to be human. And there are some very real moments where we probably feel like I am teetering on collapsing. I'm about to hit rock bottom. I am so close to that edge. Because just like how children change rapidly and how we feel like the ground is always shifting, life is like that. And before we know it, we're right there at that edge. Things will come up, things will take a turn, jobs will be lost, we will get a bad diagnosis, relationships will end, finances will go up and down, sometimes when it rains, it pours. And I don't say this to bring us down, I say it because 
life is hard and it seems like we are always walking on rocky terrain and we're going up and down and up and down. But when I reflect on this history of the Israelites and I read these Psalms, I am reminded that yes, life changes and things go up and down, seasons seem unbearable and not much is consistent or steady, but God's love is. The steadfast of God's presence to be with us, always with us, is something that can't be rattled or pushed away, even in the times where we don't even acknowledge it or believe it. I'll be the first to admit that I've had a pretty easy life. Sure, I've had my fair amount of bumps and bruises, family crises, disappointments, rejections, financial struggles, and loss. And I've definitely had those longer seasons where it just felt like every day there was a new challenge. Something tested me, pushed me down, or made it seem like I was on a roller coaster. I'm sure we've all felt that whiplash sometimes where it's good, then bad, good, and bad, and then just a swirl of confusion. We find ourselves unsteady. Having a firm foundation, a steady love of God made all the difference in those times where I felt unsteady. In my preparation of the sermon, I was reminded of Matthew 7 when Jesus tells people to build their house on rock and not on sand. Because life shifts and moves and changes all the time. Having an anchor Something steady to hold you can get you through so much. In the fall of 2007, I was living in Arkansas and drove up to the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville to see some of my friends and one of my favorite artists, Dave Barnes. But first, there was this opening act of a U of A student named Ben Rector. Immediately, I was hooked. I loved his lyrics, his voice, his entire band, his whole vibe. I still have that self-titled album of his. He grew up in Tulsa, went to a Christian school, and believed also, I think he also sang at Canuck camps, if you're familiar with those. After graduating from U of A with a degree in business and marketing, he moved to Nashville to pursue music. And you've probably heard his music. He's not a Christian singer, um, but you've probably heard his stuff because it's featured in commercials a lot um, or uh, TV shows. Since then, I have seen him too many times to count, over 10 easily, and he's a little bit more expensive than he was when he was a college student. His newest album, The Joy of Music, got a lot of hype and he even had a billboard in Times Square. Guests on this last tour, that red creature, which is Joy, came out and played the piano on several of his tracks. I've loved every album he's ever released, but The Joy of Music was his most creative one. He has a series of music videos that Joy appears in. This last album, Joy of Music, featured a duet with Snoop Dogg on this song called Sunday, which is the most amazing song, so go listen to it. He also had a track, so we've got Snoop Dogg over here, and then he had a track with Kenny G. Did not see that coming. And then he also had a track with Taylor Goldsmith, who is a little bit less, uh, less known. He is an indie music guy, but he also happens to be married to Mandy Moore from This Is Us. His music is so sweet and creative and touching, and there's always some undertones of faith. 
Much of his music has gotten me through some hard times, and I love singing to them. So today I thought I would have you hear his song, Steady Love. So Psalm 118 was what Martin Luther felt was his own beloved psalm, and he said that verse 17, let me read it again for you, I shall not die, but I shall live. He said that this was a masterpiece, and all the saints have sung this verse and will continue to sing it to the end. The older I've gotten, the way time seems to just be going faster and faster, and the way that things change, I'm so thankful for God's steady love in my life. It has saved me time and time again. We don't need saving or love or grace in times of crisis or in the distant future. We need that steadiness, that steadfast love and grace and saving each and every moment of the day. Thanks be to God for this steady love. Amen.